0: Greetings to those who watch below. It's that time of the month again, time for a roundup of some truly creepy paranormal stories. But first, I would like to give a big, big thank you to those who dwell below Lefty Kim and Ghost City Shelton. They Hear Us by Ilil Ditchy Mama. I grew up in a house that constantly had strange occurrences. There was this one time my sister and I experienced something I still think about on a regular basis. I have no idea what things came in the middle of the night, but this was experienced by two people, and also the aftermath by our mother. First, my sister was about 16 or 17, and I was about 13 years old. My mother had a fiancé that worked graveyard and would come home after work sometimes early in the morning. Also, Jim, her fiancé, had an incredibly deep voice. Our house was three levels. My sister and I had rooms on the top floor, and our rooms were directly across from each other, with the stairs landing in between. Our mother's room was in the finished basement. Underneath my bedroom was the living room. I awoke to the sound of Jim's deep voice in the middle of the night. The voice and conversation were coming from the living room beneath me, I thought to myself, Oh, that's just Jim. My sister and I always slept with our doors open, so I could run to my sister's room to sleep on her floor when the weird stuff happened. I started to drift back off to sleep, when something in my brain fully woke up, and thought that it sounded different than Jim. I started listening, and while I couldn't make out what it was saying, I knew it wasn't him and my mother talking. I was stuck to my bed, complete fear, fear causing me not to be able to breathe. I couldn't move, I couldn't make sense of what was happening. The only thing I knew, is I had to get up, and get to my sister. I climbed out of bed, and tiptoed as fast as I could to my sister. My sister Rachel was sleeping, I shook her gently, and as she opened her eyes, I put my hand to my mouth for a signal to be quiet. I got down to hit ear, and all I said was, Listen. We were in silence, while these things were having a conversation, so close, just down a set of stairs from us. Both of us never heard the second one, but we knew it was there. Rachel just looked at me, and in a normal voice said, It's just Jim. I remember shaking my head, and pleading with her to just be quiet and Listen. Her eyes got wide, body motionless, and I knew she had the same realisation that I did. It wasn't Jim. Rachel and I got up and got as close to the stairs as we could, without being seen by whatever was at the bottom of the stairs in the living room. We were holding hands, gripping each other. We stood there for a few moments with complete dread and fear and adrenaline, bodies so heavy that it felt like I couldn't breathe. I was too scared to do anything. My sister whispered to me something, and at the exact time she finished, we both heard, They hear us. This sound was so deep, it felt like it reverberated in my soul, and was so frightening, it felt like the air was being sucked from everything, trying to suck us in. And then, what sounded like a flock of a hundred seagulls all taking off at the same time, blasted throughout the living room. This lasted just a second or two, and then they were gone. All was silent. Rachel and I looked at each other and knew what we were going to do. Run for our mother in the basement. We ran down the stairs. I could feel those things on my back. Never in my life have my feet flown so fast down two flights of stairs. But we got to our mother. Our mother was asleep. There was no gym. We told her what just happened. She said we were silly, and to get into bed with her. We asked her later in life about it, and she said something like, Yeah, I remember the two of you scaring the shit out of me. I thought you were playing a joke on me. Rachel and I have spoken twice in adulthood about this. The first was just to confirm that that shit really happened the way I remembered it. The second time was when I told my husband, and he didn't believe me. We called her, and I told her to tell the they-hear-us story. I drew out the they and us, because the sounds were so distinctly drawn out. The voice was so deep and menacing, and the conversation those things were having was so casual. The sound of the voice, and the loud, almost deafening sound of the flock of birds taking off, has been in my thoughts for almost 25 years now. It watches them every day from the upstairs window, by virulent peach. On one of the main residential streets in my town, there's a burnt-out home which suffered from a fire in June of 2019, which consisted of three stacked apartment units, one on each floor. No one knows how the fire started, but the home is beyond repair, and likely to be torn down in the next year. The fire was so bad that it nearly caught the neighbouring building on fire. Thankfully, no one died, but it left three families temporarily homeless. The front of the building is entirely burnt, with all windows boarded up, and the roof is completely burnt through in the front of the building. The back of the building consists of three stacked decks overlooking a small parking lot and baseball field, and from the back of the building, you can't tell that there was a fire, as it remains relatively intact. According to town records, the building dates to 1900. I've been inside the building one time, when I was at university. The students renting the bottom floor and the basement hosted frat parties there. I never thought there was anything odd about the building, other than that it was incredibly run-down and the party was evacuated due to a smell of gas in the building, which thankfully turned out not to be an emergency. I never happened to return, but I pass by the building every night when I go for my walk. Yesterday, I went for my evening walk, and for the first time as I passed the building, I decided to look at it more closely. In the parking lot behind the building, there were, as always, two children around 10 to 15, kicking around a soccer ball. I waved at them as I passed, and looked up at the building. I looked into the darkness inside, but one window behind the second floor deck caught my eye. I couldn't make out if it was male or female, and I couldn't see any facial features, just the outline of a person staring out the window in the direction of the children. The two children know me, and recognise me from my walks each day, so I asked... "'Do you see someone in that window there?' "'But by the time they looked up, it was gone. "'Ah, I guess it was my imagination. "'No one be able to get up into that building. "'The doors are completely boarded up. "'Forget I said anything.' "'I knew what I saw, but I didn't want to scare the children, "'who lived in the next building over. "'Today, I was intent to capture a photo of the figure in the second-floor window. "'As I passed by the building and waved at the children playing soccer,' I nervously looked at the building, but I couldn't see any figure in the second-floor window. After scanning the building with my eyes, right as I was about to give up and chalk it up to my imagination, I finally saw it. This time, the figure was in the third-floor window, right in the centre of the building, looking out at the deck, watching the children. I was able to deduce that the figure is male. It was wearing what resembled a polar derby hat, completely dark, with no facial features discernible, standing out among the darkness. I racked my brain for an explanation of whether a person could possibly be in that building, and how it could be possible since the ceiling is caved in on most of the building, the doors are boarded up, and only the back windows are not. The upper levels of the deck are not even accessible from the outside of the building, so it is unlikely someone climbed up the deck. Could it be a spirit? To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Black hat, trench coat, changing face, and a loss of time. By Lili One Four Three. It was eight oh seven p.m., and there was an amazing pink sunset that summer night. I remember the view coming down the hill that night. My sister and I needed to run to the 7-Eleven that was about three miles away to grab a pack of smokes and some vino. Classy, I know, but I was 21 at the time and was glad to be able to. So, mission accomplished, we headed home. We couldn't have been gone longer than ten minutes. However, when we got to the main intersection after driving through the suburbs for five minutes, the night seemed to have fallen rather quickly. I mean, it was dark. On top of that, the fog rolled in like no one's business, and fog in San Diego in the middle of summer is almost unheard of, at least at 8pm inland. So, we sat at the main intersection to get home, which crossed a main thoroughfare. And we sat, and we sat. We realised that quite some time had passed by, and absolutely no cars had gone past. On a main thoroughfare that is quite busy... We had been talking together so much that we didn't even notice that the radio wasn't playing any music. I assumed I had turned the volume down. Nope. We only realised that when we looked down at the clock and it was 8.52pm. 8.52pm? That made no sense. And we commented on it. And the fog? And complete darkness like it would be at, say, 3am? We were so confused and commented as such. I would have ran the light, but this is a major intersection, and with the fog from nowhere, bad idea. I mean, God forbid a car rolled through right then. I, being the older sister, opted to wait it out, and lit another smoke. Still trying to get the tunes on the radio to work. A no-go. My sister and I got real quiet while we waited. Conversation died from confusion. So we puffed on our smokes, looking around saying how creepy everything felt. And then, at the same time, what the hell is that? Not who, but what. Because it was so bizarre. Out of a ravine that ran along the thoroughfare that was full of eucalyptus trees came a thing. I won't even call it a man. It was wearing a black, wide-brimmed hat and a trench coat, that was for sure. The rest is unexplainable. It had no feet, it had no hands, and it did not move like a human. It looked like it was walking with a limp, or like it was in a body it didn't know how to operate. It walked straight out of this ravine forest area onto this highway and made a beeline for my car. And I use the term walk very loosely. It was awkward and weird. I thought for a second that I should help him because he seemed to be having trouble. Then, I noticed how swiftly he was navigating this road and realised it was headed straight for my car with purpose. As it advanced, I stared straight under the hat so I could remember this very odd situation. And I'll say this. To this day, I cannot describe what I saw. His face seemed to morph It looked like an owl, a turtle, an eagle, a horse, and at one point a human. It just kept changing. My sister started to get hysterical. And at the same time, we were both shouting, What the fuck? What the fuck? Over and over, because it was completely unexplainable. She yelled at me to roll up the window, which I did. But we still sat and stared. He crossed about 60 yards in five seconds still coming towards the car. There was nothing else in sight, it had to be us. My sister was screaming at me to run the light, but I couldn't. Call it curiosity, numbness, not wanting to cross a highway in thick fog. I don't know. I wasn't moving. In retrospect, it was complete curiosity. I was scared, no doubt. But I wanted to see what he was doing. He got within feet of my car, inches, on the driver's side, my side. Then I realised he wanted us. He lunged for my door handle and had what seemed like freakishly long arms. At that exact moment, the light turned green and I floored it out of there. It was odd at best. We crossed the intersection before I looked in the rearview mirror. My sister, however, stared at him the whole way through and as we sped off, his arms raised in the air as if to say, "Ah!" She told me to look and see how he was throwing what she called a tantrum in the intersection. I turned around, and he was gone, no longer in the middle of the road. So we get home, and my mum is freaking out at us, and standing in the middle of the driveway with the neighbours crying, we get inside the house, and the clock says 10.43. 10.43? Where had that time gone? I assume we told her our story because she told us that we did several years later but I don't remember doing that and never talked about the experience for at least five years ever not the next morning not with my mum she didn't bring it up it was like it was gone from our memory then one evening my sister and I were on my balcony five or six years later and I have no idea how or why the whole story popped up into my head and I asked her if she remembered it. She went completely pale and we were both covered in goosebumps. It felt like a dream because I hadn't thought about it since, but was completely real because I know I lived it. She told the exact same recollection I had without any guidance. It was like it was erased from our memory, but once it popped back in and we talked about it, it was as vivid as like it happened yesterday. The face in the camera screen by North Coasty 19. I am an investigating consultant for some insurance companies. Basically, I get hired to go out and look at property insurance. Basically, I get hired to go out and look at property insurance claims when the insurance company is having a hard time figuring it out to try and determine what happened. Unfortunately, I am considered an essential employee during the COVID-19 shutdown and still have to go into people's homes. I have been wearing white disposable dust masks as a precaution and request the homeowners put a mask on if they can so we can avoid spreading anything to each other. A week or so ago, I had a claim to inspect in an 1850s Victorian house in northeast Ohio near Erie. The house was a bed and breakfast at one point and absolutely huge. There were even rumours of the home having been involved in the Underground Railroad. For the purpose of my inspection, I had to go into the basement. The basement was like a maze, with brick-vaulted supports in areas, portions where you can stand, and portions that are only crawl spaces. I was wearing my N95 mask, and the homeowner was wearing one as well. I went into a portion of the basement where I had to hop over this partial wall and duck under a low brick archway support. Then it opened up into a large area where I could partially stand. I'm taking photographs from my report, using an actual digital camera versus my phone. The digital camera had one of those rear-facing image screens, would flash the image of the photo I'd just took, hold it up on the screen for a second and the screen would go black for a second before it would pull up the live view for me to take my next photo. As I take a picture, and the screen goes blank, I see a reflection of a woman right behind me in the screen. I assumed it was the homeowner who followed me into this area, but it still startled me. I turn to look, and there's nobody there. This all took place over the course of a second. I go back to the opening to this room, and look out to see the homeowner standing in a different part of the basement with her N95 mask on. The reflection I saw wasn't wearing a mask. So, I'm freaked out, but I have to continue my inspection. I take another picture, and sure enough, there's a reflection of someone in the room behind me. It wasn't my own reflection, because I could see my face, which, since I'm close to the camera, was so big it took up half the screen... This was like the shoulders, neck, and head of a female figure, standing about five to six feet behind me over my right shoulder. I turn around. Nobody there. Since I paid better attention this time, I noticed the figure was wearing some type of head covering, like a tight hood or bonnet. But it was very thin material and tight around her head. She was definitely female but looked older than the homeowner who was probably in her thirties. This lady looked about late forties. So I continued my inspection and didn't see the reflection again. I was there for professional reasons and didn't want to come off weird bringing up that I think I saw a ghost in her basement, so I didn't outright bring it up to the owner. But I asked a few leading questions to try and get her to talk about if she thought her house was haunted. She didn't say anything. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, and hit the notification bell, because you will know when the next video comes out. I've got a few things planned for the next month. Hopefully some writing as well, uh, maybe a new original series that I'm trying to work on that be quite unique to the channel. So, until next time.